Hey there, and welcome back to the Yamcast, where we like to talk about all things young adults. Not all things, but if they pertain to the Bible, we love to talk about them. Right now, we are going through Hosea, but we are taking a break from Hosea today. We're going to be talking to a lovely person. If you would like to contact us, please do so. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Yamcat at the Yamcast, and then you can also email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. All right. So as I alluded to in the intro, we are talking to somebody different today. We've kind of done that a few times throughout the summer. We've talked discipleship with someone. So if you want to go check that out, we have that in a past episode. We've talked about Christianity and culture. And this time we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and specifically as it pertains to young adults. Lots of people are starting businesses. Lots of people are realizing maybe that the nine to five of a clock in clock out job is not for them. And so they're kind of looking at other ways. And so we are talking to none other than Maddie Hate today. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We are talking to Maddie Hate today. She actually was on a previous podcast of ours. I don't remember the number, No, but it was, it was a while ago. It was very, it was in the, it was in the beginning, right? It was in the beginning. And so she has her own business called Made by Maddie, going to be rebranded soon. She has is going to be opening up a store. She's doing tons and tons of things. And so we are just going to listen as she just tells us all of her knowledge, right? Wow. <laughs> she just felt a ton of pressure. Um, yeah. But first, welcome, Maddie. We are glad to have you. Thank you. Would you like to tell us just a little bit about yourself, who you are? Oh my goodness, about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my name is Maddie. I'm 22 years old. I, oh my goodness, what is there to me? <laughs> um, I went to college a couple times. I love uh, that. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> not one, not two. I think it was three. I think it was three times. <laughs> three times. Maybe four. I don't know. Um, went to at, yeah, three different schools. Um Loved them, all of them, um, but for some reason I just could never finish. So that's kind of like a big part about like where my life is, you know. It was like a lot of me just figuring things out, not really knowing anything about what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. Literally, I went from Freeport to Canada to Wisconsin and then back home. Um, And kind of doing what you felt like you were supposed to do, right? You do the school thing after high school. Totally. And like, I loved school. Like Mm -hmm. so many people I talked to who um, also have businesses are like, oh, school was never right for me. I never liked it. I couldn't do it. And I'm like, I loved it. Like I genuinely wanted it to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not genuinely wanted it to work because then maybe it would have. Maybe. (laughs) But I like, I loved being there. You know, like Mm -hmm. I was totally willing, but I just never knew like where I wanted to take it after that. So. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to that too, where they're, after high school, you're like told you need to know what you're supposed to do with your life. And yeah. you're like, I'm 18. I know. I, I don't I don't even know a lot of things. Like, I don't know how to do laundry. So, like, <laughs> how am I supposed to know what I'm going to do with my life? And so I think a lot of people can relate to that, just going, uh, going to school because you know you're supposed to, and then just kind of, you know, meandering through. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
So then how, how did you get started with your jewelry business? How did that all come about? Well, that actually came from one of my college experiences, which is why, like, I will never say that I regretted it or never say that it was a waste of money because it totally wasn't. Love the experience. Um, but actually, this one came from when I was at Trinity Western in Canada. I It was kind of crazy because, like, I didn't really know anybody when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moving from Freeport, Illinois to Canada, I knew a couple people. My family's from there, but on campus, like, students who lived there yeah. I didn't know anybody so one of the really cool things about that school was that um they had on campus ministries and they had a whole night kind of like in a state school how you'd go to like a club fair I don't know like where mm-hmm. they have all the different clubs and stuff set out um they had that for different on-campus ministries and there were cool. tons of them and so many options I actually tried for quite a few uh there was some that were really cool like you go downtown Van- downtown Vancouver and, like, just, I don't remember exactly what they did, but I think they just, like, went to the college campus there, which is a huge campus. It's, like, the second biggest mm-hmm. one in all of Canada. Um, and they just, like, talked with people there. And it was super relational, which I would have absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I checked that one out with one of my friends, um, like, the booth. And then there was another one that worked with kids, which was great because, like, I love kids in my job at the Y. Uh, before I had left, you know, I was working with kids. I knew I loved it, was good at it. I actually... Um, signed up for that ministry and then I realized you had to apply for it and kind of do like an interview to get into that ministry it was kind of weird but I was like it's cool like I got so much experience and I love kids Mm -hmm. uh but they only took a couple people and then they were like they didn't like accept me and I was so (laughs) you're like wait a second I'm great (laughs) it was so weird but it was also like some of the questions in that were like how badly do you want this? And oh. I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, like it's not bad. normal amount? I don't know. I mean, I'd like to serve here, but I'm not going to like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. It's like, what it was like, what would you do I, exactly. to get in here? It's like, whoa, okay. Exactly. It's intense. So I'm assuming I probably, I'm assuming I didn't get it because of that, because I was kind of like, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't need this, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another ministry that one of my friends, her sister actually led. And she was like, Maddie, please go to this one with me. And I was like, I don't really want to because it was small and I wanted to meet new people. You know, like there's only mm. like five people that would be a part of it. And I was like, I am new here. I want to make like friends yes. in some of these ministries that have like 20 plus people, you know, or I like want to be able to like meet people outside of me, which is why the Vancouver one would have been really cool because then you can meet people from like all over the area, you know. So I was like... I don't really want to do this one but she was like please just go with me I don't want to go by myself so I was like okay I'll be a good friend and I'll go Mm -hmm. and I don't really know how it happened after that but then I just kept going and it was awesome and so at this ministry um you didn't have to apply for it which (laughs) they didn't ask you how bad you wanted it (laughs) exactly because I probably would have been like a zero I actually really don't want this to be honest (laughs) I'm just here to be nice um but that's like the coolest part of the story I think is just like the way that God worked through it um But anyway, so then as I kept going to this ministry, we met as a group. So it was just uh, women, young adults, Mm -hmm. females (laughs) only. And there was about five or six of us. And we met at our leader. She was just another student, uh, a few years older than me. Um, So we we met in her apartment every like Monday night or something, I think. And we just really connected with each other and we got to know each other we did some bible studies some games like it was just it was really sweet her apartment always smelled really good and she was always baking it was awesome Um, but then every Thursday after that we would go to a women's rehab center and uh, just work alongside alongside the women who lived there and 
their main thing was making jewelry because they had the cutest little handmade market. Uh, so they made, they handmade most of the things in there. So that could have been like soaps or woodworking, but primarily we did jewelry with them. And so basically we just went there every Thursday and sat with these women at huge tables and just talked with them about their life and their story. And it was so cool. And we did that just as we were making things together. It was really cool. So that's how I learned how to make jewelry when I was there. When I came home from Trinity, then I was going to do an internship for three months in Haiti. And you had to pay like, what, $2,000 or something yeah, to get yeah, there? something like that. Because uh, Erica did that too. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I was going to do that. And I got accepted into that one. <laughs> Not <laughs> as rigorous as the other, but. <laughs> into that internship. And I was like, oh, well, I learned how to make jewelry. So I might as well take that here and use that as a fundraiser to to get to Haiti. Which is great, too. Like, not just, it's not bad to ask people for money or to, like, those sorts of things, but also just to work hard and earn it yourself, which is nice, too. Yeah, and it was so fun. It was way better than, like, going door-to-door selling cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the fundraisers that we do. (laughs) So great. Um, So I was doing that, and really, like, at this point, Erica actually has some of them on. I do. I was wearing some. (laughs) some of the super OG ones where basically I would just take different things and stick an ear wire on them and sell them for like $8 and made my way to Haiti there. And it was awesome just through selling jewelry and of course like extra, you know, donations that came with that. Mm -hmm. But it was awesome. And then about a month before we were supposed to leave, there were, um, it was just political unrest in the country. And so because the organization I was going with is, I was in college, but it's primarily high school students who go on these trips. So then I was mm-hmm. going to like lead the high school trips. Um, they were like, we don't feel comfortable sending all these kids down to this country down that's to this on civil unrest right now. Slightly, yeah, unstable country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they called me and they were like, so we're going to cancel the trip, but we have another opportunity for you. I was like, okay, what is that? And they said, do you want to run sports camp in Milwaukee? <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> you were going to do like a VBS, like yes. more of a vacation Bible school for the kids yes. at the orphanage in Haiti. A little different <laughs> than sports, sports camp. camp. In Milwaukee, which would have been like two hours from mm-hmm. us, if even. So it's like, oh. Like, it's not that I don't want to serve, but like. <laughs> sports camp. <laughs> not my strong suit. Yeah. No. And it was like kind of a like years long thing where I kind of debated like, should I go to Haiti someday? Should I do this? You know, like it was. A thing like it was specifically Haiti that had mm-hmm. been on my heart at that point. So then when they said sports camp in Milwaukee, I immediately was just kind of like, eh. uh, I did take some time to think about it though. I actually came into a meeting that Chris and Erica were having, <laughs> and I was like, What do I do? I prayed so much about this, I felt so confident in going, and now it's just like not happening. Like, what mm-hmm. do I do with that? Because it was really hard for me to be able to say yes to do this huge trip and spend the summer in Haiti after I'd just been like over six months in Canada you know like I wanted Mm -hmm. to just be home um so I was like why what do I do like why it I don't know like I felt like I was being so faithful through it and then it was just like pulled out from under you exactly and I was like well I don't know what to do now I dropped out of college and now I don't have a summer job or anything Mm -hmm. you know um and (laughs) Chris looked at me he's like you could intern here you know (laughs) and you're like oh yeah. Not quite Haiti, but, you know, still something. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But then eventually, like, moving forward, I did end up interning. But the reason why I bring that up is because I was going to quit because I wasn't going to Haiti Haiti anymore. So, yeah, why continue doing jewelry? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, it's not really, like, 
the best quality stuff. And it was really just for a fundraiser. And I don't see why I would do it now. And but then I had some friends who were like, no, we still love it. You should still keep doing it. And really, and this like, was two years ago, right? Yeah. About two yeah. years ago. OK. Yeah, exactly. Now, because it would have been in the summer. Yeah. Of yeah. 2018. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So really, like the only reason then, because they were like, we love it. We want to keep buying it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that people actually liked it. Like, I thought they were just pitying. They were just being nice. <laughs> like, OK, exactly. I'll buy these earrings. <laughs> exactly. If yeah. And I'll actually just give you the money to go to Haiti. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I thought. So I was just kind of like surprised. So I remember then I ended up taking like a month or so off of making jewelry. And I was like, OK, I'm going to like figure it out and figure out how to do it right or better. Um, and then like get back to it if I feel like it, you know, cause I was like, my heart's not set on it, but my friends said that they like it and it's fun. It's a good creative outlet. So, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, I just, a month later, I think I started picking it back up. The biggest thing was that I needed it to still be a ministry of some sort because, you know, it started as the women's rehab yeah, center and then went to Haiti. Uh, and then during my internship here, I was like talking about, um like orphanages and foster care and all that stuff and I was like I don't do anything to help this and I'm talking to the youth students about it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was like that seems kind of wrong to like be up here like literally like telling them about it when I'm actually not like have anything in it yeah exactly so then um through that I was like okay that's what uh the jewelry can do is then I started sponsoring child through compassion um and like the jewelry funded that and still at this point like it wasn't like making tons of money or anything like maybe fifty dollars a month so really at that point then the compassion it funded the uh, Mm -hmm. child sponsorship which was pretty cool and you I mean still had a job another job when you were doing this I mean up until just like a month ago (laughs) or um, a week ago a couple weeks ago so it's not that you just right out the get-go were like and I'm done with everything else and jewelry <laughs> is only it. Like you still were very responsible with it. And we're like, this is definitely a side thing. Yeah. I'm going to still do something else to make a living. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of like, I'm actually now going to go all in, which is crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, super crazy. What led you to make that decision? Uh, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> right? <Isn't> that, yeah. <laughs> No, but like in all seriousness, like mm. because I didn't want this. It's not like I ever was like, oh, I'm gonna be a jewelry designer. <laughs> it, it is kind of funny to think about. It's like you know, yeah, you're not at 16. Like this is my life goal. Yeah, exactly. Well, even at 16, like I said, I because I took my mom's business class because you know she was my mom and a teacher, so I took her class, uh, and I remember saying like the words to my friends. I was like, I don't know what I want to do or what I want to major in in college, but I know that I never want to do business. Like I remember the day <laughs> that I said words, that. Right? Exactly. Um, and even all throughout all my college major changes, I never once did any type of major relating to business, which is crazy. Like I just, I never wanted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I love it now. So don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I mean, you're in awesome. it. So. <laughs> exactly. Like I want this now, but I never... I never knew, which is just crazy. Going back to like, I was 18 trying to pick all these things. Like there's no way I could have known. Um, So yeah, even just recently, I was seeing a life coach for a little bit because of all my not knowing. And she was able to like throughout our sessions, I finally like had the realization that maybe um, this, because I had an Etsy shop up until maybe almost a year ago, probably not just a couple months ago. And um, I was like, oh, 
maybe this will last a little bit longer than after I graduate college because even up until a couple months ago, I was like, I'll graduate college and then I'll get a real job and then this jewelry stuff <laughs> will be done because we'll be done, yeah. it's not sustainable. Like I didn't, I didn't think that. Like never, never thought it could be. And so, because I mean, I yeah, I remember being there with some of those conversations of like, all right, I think this is going to be. I think we're going to go all in with this and not continue to do a few different jobs. Like. Yeah. What, I mean, I know you say that it was the Lord, but like how long of a process was that for you to finally cement that? Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's still ongoing. <laughs> well, I know there's probably still, yeah, still like, what am I doing? Should I be doing this? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, of when. I think it was, it was really when I started realizing that it all, I'm trying to reword the fact that I said the Lord let it. So, um, because right now, like the huge reason why I keep going and why I do it is like I have grown such like cool relationships with other women that mm. like with people I never would have talked to or known if it wasn't for the business and them reaching out to me via social media or coming to a pop-up or something. You know, like mm -hmm. there's so many cool relationships and friendships I've been able to build really strongly through this and it just like I don't know like looking back as to how it started we're at that you know rehab center like making jewelry with the women just listening to their stories and the fact that now I get to do that too with like Still, women yeah. in Freeport I was like I don't know this just seems like that's cool a ministry for me but not in the church you know like mm -hmm. not in the building but it still mm -hmm. is that like life is worship, you know, but it's like mm -hmm. through the relationships that I get to build through it, I guess. So I think like once I realized, oh, like this is where I feel called to be, not necessarily the business, but growing these relationships and having conversations and even just like including everybody and everything, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's so cool. And I just see so much potential for like how that can go, especially now that I have a brick and mortar space that'll be opening, mm -hmm. you know, like now I can be like, Oh, you can come and hang out with me and we can actually do this. Cause right now I still live at home and it's not like I can invite people over to like yeah, right. my room in the basement. <laughs> like come on over, we'll hang out down here. Exactly. So I'm excited. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah, it's, it's more than like, I mean like jewelry is basically just your avenue to yeah. get into people's lives. Right. Yes. Like, yeah, that's exactly. really cool. Like my heart isn't set like, Oh, I love jewelry. making. <laughs> like I do. It's fun, but it's not like, well, and that can, should kind of be all of our jobs, right? Like yeah. all of our jobs should really just be the avenue that we have to get into people's lives. Like, yes, yeah. we need to make money. I understand that because we have to live, but really as Christians, especially like we're called to, to yeah. be relational. We're called to be in people's lives and like, you spend eight hours a day at your job. That's more than, I mean, I, I mean, not more than your family, probably that you spend with your family, but like at least more than you spend time with your friends. Like, yeah, I don't spend 40 hours a week with friends, yeah. you know? So it's like your job is almost even supposed to be that just for the regular, us regular people <laughs> that go to a punch in the clock kind of job. But it is, I mean, like that's kind of what we should be thinking of it as too. Like I was just thinking that like, that should be how we're supposed to be getting into people's lives and showing them Jesus and being relational. Well, totally. Like, even for the people who are in college right now and still figuring it out, you know, like, 
there's so much value in that time and the people that you're with and like yeah so many of the relationships that I even have been able to grow through this business are you know people that I met in college and people that I went to high school with you know and now we can really connect over like just doing life and becoming adults <laughs> right the hardship of adulthood <laughs> So how how would you say that it has changed, like, from the beginning until now? I mean, I know we kind of talked a little bit about it now being, like, your sole mode of <laughs> money-making or whatever, however you want to word that. Um, but even just, like, how has the, la- the, the jewelry progressed or how has um, – how have you viewed it differently or, um, yeah, how, how would you say that it's, that it's changed over time? Um realizing that it's possible I guess Mm. Uh, because it definitely used to be like my stuff sucks and I don't know why people buy it you know even having like just more I don't want to say self-esteem towards your stuff that's not really the right word but like you actually valuing it a little bit more like I just I feel like that me being able to accept that people actually like it Mm -hmm. uh, for what it is helps me then not like be so shy I guess you know like yeah it helps even the relationships with me being like oh you're just pity like you know because before it was like oh you're just pity buying from me yeah. <laughs> like you don't actually like this but thanks anyway but now it's like <laughs> you genuinely like this and like I'm confident in it so now we can actually like talk and like I can spend my time not worrying about what you actually think of the stuff but I can spend my time um that we have together like actually getting to know you you know mm-hmm. like um yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's like the biggest thing. Or I even used to see other people on social media make jewelry where there's so many and it would like make me sick. I don't know. It was just like uh, imposter syndrome, I guess. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like, everybody does this. My stuff is, you know, so that didn't help with me being like, my stuff is stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, I just, I feel like there's so much more freedom now, I guess, that it's, I'm more confident in it. Mm-hmm. And like, that it can be taken seriously, you know? And, like, sometimes people would be like, oh, what do you do? And I'd be like, oh, I work at the Y. Oh, I work at Park Hills. You know, like, it never would be, oh, I make jewelry because I was like. So is that what you say when people ask what you do? You say, I make jewelry? Well, now I'm going to have to. <laughs> it's true. I was going to say, has somebody asked that in the last two weeks? No. I don't, probably not. But. No, but, like, I've never said that to somebody. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I have a business. Like, I've never said that. So it'll be interesting. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, my word. It's just so funny. <laughs> but now I'm going to have to. Like, so that's, like, a huge change, change, too. Because I remember in the beginning. <laughs> that Maddie would charge like $3 <laughs> for a pair of earrings. <laughs> Granted, they weren't anything super elaborate. You know, they were more s- like a simple earring. But I was like, Maddie, you need to charge at least $5 for these. Like, you need to charge more. <laughs> and yeah, I think that also just comes with being confident and knowing that, I mean, obviously you're not, that's also the thing too, is I know you struggled with like, I don't want to charge so much because it's not about the money. Yeah. You know, and I know that was something that you had struggled with, too. Yeah. So I think now it's also changing now that you bring that up, too, is that, like, with that confidence comes, like, they'd be able the <laughs> they'll be able, <laughs> the ability to. <laughs> it's all right. All right. <laughs> the ability to charge more, too, because, like, I also have to understand that, like, if I want to have this brick and mortar for these purposes, like, God's going to let me bring money into the business. You know, like I always Mm -hmm. felt just like guilty, like asking, asking for money. But now it's like, I feel like the confidence is coming from 
God because he's like, this is the plan, but you actually have to be willing to do it, you know? And that's like a huge step is like either raising prices or being confident in selling things or, you know, like, or reaching out even to other stores to sell my things for me, you know? Like, it's just, it's crazy, but it's like every time I do it or I'm scared about it, like the thought just is like, remember why you're doing this. And then I'm like, okay, I can like ask for money (laughs) or ask for opportunity, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think that like, that's a huge realization I had too was like that it's okay if I make money from jewelry. I know and it and I think what's hard too is how you started as it being a ministry. I think that was probably what was hard for you yeah. was like knowing that I'm doing this for a fundraiser and then that fundraiser is gone now and you're like yeah. and now I feel kind of guilty, yeah, asking yeah. for that. So I guess also money. the the like ministry aspect of itself has also changed, you know, like yeah. it went from like money like I'm raising money for Haiti or I'm raising money for uh Tina I still sponsor her by the way um but uh you know like that was the sole purpose of it but now it's like I'm doing it so I can reach the people in the community and that's like totally different than just raising money for something you know yeah which is nice that it's local too you know yeah we need that too so so what what have been some of your biggest struggles that you've had or like biggest lessons that you've learned as you've gone through this? Um, I mean, I won't, like, reiterate, like, what I said about, you know, just the self, Yeah, the self-esteem aspect. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was probably the biggest struggle and thing that I learned, you know. Uh, God just showing me, like, this is where we're going. And, you know, just trusting that, like, I don't have to worry about really anything because it's God's plan. And if he totally took it away, then, like, He'll have something else, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's, like, letting go of all that control and, like, like, I know I have to have control and I have to do the details. Like, that's what I'm called to do, too. But, you know, like, the mental, like, if I don't make at least $50 today, I just suck at my job, you know. So, like, letting that go and being, like, it's okay if I make $0 all week because, like, God's going to provide even through that, you know. So um, that's been such a huge lesson that I've learned is, like, you just got to let it go sometimes and just not stress so much. Um, and I don't want to say that to like be like, I just let it go. Whatever happens, happens. Because no, I definitely put in the work. You still and stuff. work. Yes. But, yes. Uh, there's some things that are beyond your control, especially in small business and especially yeah. in the first couple of years. So um, just like learning to balance all of that. But I think also, I don't know, there's been some people who have been kind of negative um, mm. or just like straight up rude. And that's been hard because I definitely think it's preparing me for probably what will be worse when I actually have a retail store. Uh, funny, funny story, fun fact. It's not a story. It's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> I have never worked retail before. So. Oh, so even more lessons will be learned. Exactly. Yeah. But also another really hard thing is just negative people online. And because I've never worked retail before, so part of me is like, this is probably preparing me mm. for hard customer service circumstances that might or might not be to come, you know, like having to prepare for that. But even just people being rude online, um, it's just, it's hard and it isn't fun because it's like, I'm doing this for a purpose that I'm trying to make for like a good reason. Mm-hmm. And um, like people just try and tear you down. And I'm like, 
You're like, this is just me. Like, this isn't a company, you know? Like, I understand some, I mean, not not the cruelty that people can go to, but I understand having, you know, your concerns with with a corporate company. But it's like, when it's one individual that is hand making your things. I know. I just don't understand why you would not have more. I don't know, grace and yeah. kindness because, like, it's a lot to put yourself out there and do those things. Well, and really it's from, like, other small businesses. Mm. So I think it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, other small businesses that are, like, doing similar things to me but are maybe a little bit smaller. And then they see me, like, opening a store and doing all these cool things and, like, getting my stuff in other shops. And that's so not to, like, put kind of myself. Like jealousy, though. Yeah. 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 And so, like, that's not me being, like, I do all these things, you know, because <laughs> there's so many people that, like, I look up to. Obviously, that's how you um, do this line of work is, you know, you mm-hmm. just learn from each other. But you don't, like, tear each other down to make yourself feel bigger, you know. So, like, I think that that hurt because it's, like, I know that, like, people who are in a position where they're like thankful and grateful and happy with their lives and the way that their small business is going. Like they don't do that. You know, like I never yeah. gone to somebody and be like, ah. yeah. exactly. And so it's like, I don't know. You just have to like, remember that sometimes people just aren't happy or sometimes, you know, like it's not a direct attack on me. Like it's like being like, well, it's almost like, outlet onto me flattering in a way because that's really what they're doing is they're envious right and I mean I think that's something to learn too just because you're following what God wants you to do doesn't mean it's going to be easy and doesn't mean there aren't going to be haters out there that are going to want to cut that down yeah I mean hello like we live in a fallen world Satan's going to be trying to not have you do what God wants you to do all of the time you know exactly and that's what it felt like in the moment too so I just kind of had to pray and be like even though it sucks, yeah. like, and it does, and it hurts, you know? Yeah, so, like, that's, like, aside from, you know, all the life lessons, like, confidence and, you know, figuring out what God wants me to do, you know, like, that's that's been a struggle, um, and, yeah, talk to me again in a year, and I might have some customer service stories. Yeah, maybe we'll, yeah, <laughs> bring it back on. <laughs> so, what advice would you have for others that, maybe are in a similar boat as you wanting to start a small business. What advice would you have for them as like how to start or what to do? Um, take it slow and be genuine about it. Like mm. it's so easy to try and like cheat your way up. And I see that and like so I guess that this is there are some people I know who start a small business and they would never even think about this. Like, you know, like they're the people who are going to make it far. <laughs> um, but there's some people who I have messaged me and they're like, I make this craft. Can you help me? And then I'll like send them a ton of advice and then they'll just go through and like follow all of my Instagram followers and hope that they'll follow them back. And I'm like, That's, you just asked for my help. And then you just like kind of shortcutting went to it. the community that I have like on my profile which it's not all about followers like it's definitely not like that's a huge thing is like I only have like 1700 followers on like my biggest social media platform which is Instagram and it's like there are so many people who have like 40k 100k you know and so like and they just have like warehouses or they still just do it out of their house so like your number of followers definitely does not matter and I think Mm -hmm. that that's one of the biggest things that people think does you know is like oh, I have to have this amount of followers before I can be successful. And it's like, you could have like 2,000 followers and make like five sales, you know? So it's like, it's true, you know? So 
chaining your way in that way and thinking that what other people can see is the most important is like numbers wise like not true at all so like just Mm. like really practicing and learning and like being super genuine and knowing why you do what you do I mean that's all that's getting me through it like through through those struggles through the confidence issues through people being rude even like now trying to open a brick and mortar is like insanely expensive and I'm like I don't know I'm gonna afford all this you know but like every single time I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna do I just remember why I do it you know and then I can be like okay God's got it he's gonna take care of it so I think that that's probably the biggest piece of advice is to like just keep working you know like work genuinely work really hard I definitely work probably like 80 hours a week mm-hmm. <laughs> um trying to make all the jewelry even just like marketing and um making oh well, I don't know I don't even know what I do <laughs> my brain is just like I just do it every just day do it, yeah just get it done <laughs> I mean exactly. that's, that's huge I think the knowing why you do it is huge um and if it is like I just don't want to clock in clock out type of a job like I want to have flexibility then that's fine Mm -hmm. but you still have to work hard to actually make that successful otherwise you're going to have to go back and do a nine to five you know like I think we look at a lot of people that are quote-unquote successful and we just think it's happened in like the blink of an eye or that it was super quick or that or that it's I just need to have this many Instagram followers and for a lot of them, they would even say, for one, this happened, like, this was a long process. Mm-hmm. Or what might, what also might be hard is they already maybe had the Instagram following, and now they're doing this. Well, then it's going to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, you already yeah. had that built-in customer base, you know? If you're starting from scratch with all of those things, then you have to kind of pare down your expectations yeah, and realize, like, it's not going to be what so-and-so has yeah. and it, and that's okay, you know? Yeah. And it takes a long time to build up their trust too. You know, like if you just go and you try and like buy followers or try and, cause you're, if you're stuck on, you know, you need a big social media following, which that helps, but um, only if they trust you, you know, yeah, like you, you still have to engage with that Instagram exactly. following or they're not going to like anything or they're not going to want to buy anything. You exactly. Know? Like if you try and get it from like an ingenuine way, like really the only the main way why mine has grown or like been successful is just because of the awesome women I've been able to connect with. And then they share my stuff with their friends. And I'm like, I couldn't even ask for like something this wonderful, you know, like I've never once, I'm not saying that I won't because especially with the brick and mortar, I know that this is important, but thus far I have never asked anybody to post anything on my social media. I've never put that in my packaging. I've never, um, like, hired somebody to post, you know, like it's just genuinely been people who love the product and and want to share it with their friends. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Or even like, they just say like, they love the story, which goes back to the why I do what I do, you know? And then they just like want to support it. Like there was a girl I've met recently who owns a small business and she's so sweet. And she's like, I just love like you and like your story. And I love where this comes from. So it just makes me want to buy from you. And again, that's not to put me like high up or anything, but it's just like a reminder to like really focus on why you're doing what you do. And then that kind of like paves the way for Mm -hmm. how you move forward with it and like every decision that you make. Well, and I would very much agree that, I mean, I love the things that you do. I wish I had more of them. 
I can't afford them <laughs> at this current <laughs> moment in my life. Now and then I'm like, why did I tell her to up her prices? That was dumb of me. Um, I could have bought somebody more things. You did this to yourself. Erica. I really did. Um, but it's it really is you. Like, yes, we love the the jewelry, but and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know for me, I want to support you. Like, you are a genuine, authentic, great person. Like, I'll get behind whatever you want to do. You're like, I will, because of who you are, you know? And and that's also what will bring people in, is the who you are. It's it. Yes, you have to have a good product. Like, people aren't going to want want crap. But, right. but also, like, the crap can look even better if you're... Yeah. genuine and like authentic totally. and you know what I mean? Like it can make it even look better than it would have if you were a crappy person, you know, but <laughs> totally, but just, yeah, I think that genuineness is super important, especially on social media. Oh yeah. We know those people who are always like trying to th- like throw something at us that we're mm-hmm. supposed to buy or whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, the people that are super genuine, you're like, I'll buy whatever you want me to buy because I like you as a person. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, And that's why I'm also excited. Like I'm so excited to open up the physical shop, you know, because then it's I'm really excited for you too. (laughs) I'm excited to walk around the place daily. (laughs) Come on in. I'll just be like, I don't know if I'll buy anything today, but I'll definitely walk around. But come, like that's what I'm so excited about. And so many people are like, you aren't going to like all these people soliciting in your store. I'm like, but they're my friends. (laughs) But they're my friends. (laughs) yeah so I'm I mean I'm so excited like I know that I yeah I don't know I'm just I'm so excited for people like I totally like when people are like oh they're just gonna come and sit like you don't want them to just come and sit and take advantage of you but I'm like I don't think that they will like I mean maybe random like people from the street you know would be Mm -hmm. like oh I see that you like have a bathroom can I use it and let me just like sit you know like those Mm -hmm. type of things but I'm like no what I am like targeting are the people who become my friends and then we can actually spend time together Mm -hmm. in this space you know like that's why I'm doing it I needed a studio anyways it's true like to have a workspace is really nice exactly so you can be out of just your bedroom exactly and it's fun already like every single day I've been in there and I moved in June July 1st um, I've had somebody new in there every single day that I've been mm. in there is like somebody wants to come see it. Like, so it's already okay. kind of doing what it, yeah. she wanted it to do. Exactly. Like, or so many people, cause downtown is getting more popular now, which is really crazy and super exciting. And so like, there'll be random people I, I'll see, uh, either they'll be like walking by my store or just like looking at the windows or something. And I'm like, come in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's really fun too, that I've been able to already do that. And then that just helps me be like, okay, I know that this is what I'm meant to be doing, at least for now. Mm -hmm. So when did you make the reel about having your own store? Oh, my gosh. That's right. Um, Because that would be probably the first time that it was, like, out there that you really, that this was, like, a dream you had. uh, I don't know. It was a few months ago. Like, what was it? Like, April. Was it only April? I mean, it was still this year, Yeah. right? It wasn't that long. Like, it would have been between March and May. And then what... I was wearing a sweater in it. ...propelled you... <laughs> because that's what's crazy, too. When you said... When I saw that reel, I was like, that is gorgeous. I would totally shop there. I thought, that is a five-year dream. Oh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 kind of made it come about a little bit quicker? Oh, my gosh. Uh, this was so cool. It was so crazy. Um, 
So I did a pop-up. So Kelly at Flair, um, and Anna when she was at Flair, and now Annika, like, Flair Boutique in downtown has been so, so helpful. And this isn't, like, a plug. They don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you so. could go totally shop at Flair, and they actually exactly. have a website, too. Exactly. So. They do. Um, but those women there have done so much for me. Like, when I was just online and just on Etsy and then eventually on my own website, like, they have just totally welcomed me in. Kelly started selling my stuff. She uh, started purchasing it wholesale and then sells it. But, like, her and Anna went, oh, like, above and beyond for just getting my name out there. And um, just, like, so many people in Freeport wear my things. Like, I'll usually, like, enter a room and be like, mm. oh, I see so many people wearing my earrings. Like, I'm not wearing my earrings, but everyone else is. Yeah. Um, and that's funny. So sometimes, like, I'll walk into church or some of the girls at church will be like, we counted 11 people wearing your <laughs> earrings today. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, so so Kelly had just had me in there. She had a makeup launch. They just launched that they were going to uh, – sell makeup in their store now and so um they did like makeup tutorials and stuff that day and so she welcomed me in to do a pop-up during that event and it was awesome and uh like you know like she had no reason to do that she's just like we have this going on there'll be a lot of people in here so you can come set up some stuff yeah like even helping you out. even the stuff that she purchased wholesale from me that she sells in her store she took down for the day you know and oh, was like yeah. I just want them to support you and I'm like oh my gosh like I totally don't deserve that like that's so sweet um so then I totally wanted to give her a thank you gift um it took me a little bit longer to get her thank you gift to her than I would have liked Mm -hmm. probably like a week and a half but anyways like a week and a half later after that event I was just walking down to Flair and I passed um one of my favorite downtown stores finally had a for rent sign that I actually noticed I'm sure it was up there for a a while but Mm -hmm. I actually noticed it and I was like this is my favorite um spot and like all of downtown it's absolutely beautiful it's like ready to go basically it's stunning and I saw the for rent sign so when I went in there to give Kelly her thank you gift I was kind of talking to her and Annika and I was like should I call like what do you think and Kelly was like oh yeah just call like there's Hmm. no harm in it she's Mm -hmm. like rent in Freeport is pretty inexpensive so like you should try it it's it's good so I remember then uh, I went home that day and I was like super anxious. I was like, I didn't plan for this. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm ready. I don't know how much rent is going to be like, but I'm like, you know, I might as well call you because know. then at least I'll learn how to talk to a landlord, you yeah. know, or how to do these things. So I'm like, okay, this will be a practice round for when I'm actually ready. And it's a good practice round because it's like my favorite spot in all Freeport is beautiful. Anyway, so I called him and it went to voicemail and I was like, oh, great. Um, but then I left him. Nice voicemail. I don't even know what I said because I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two days later, he texted me. And he was like, sorry, that space has been full. Thanks for your interest. And I was like, oh. So it's kind of yeah. sad. And I was like, well, I mean, like, I wasn't really ready. I wasn't really trying. Um, so I guess it's fine. But it is, like, my favorite spot in Freeport. So <laughs> it's kind of sad. Um, but then I remember I was messaging my friends. And I was like, well, this happened, but thanks for your support, like, or for, like, you know, praying yeah. through it with me, um, and then I kind of had the thought, I was like, there was another one right next to it, what was the phone number on that, and so I looked, and it was the same exact phone number that I had called, because uh, they're in the same building, so I guess, you know, it makes sense now looking mm-hmm. back at it, but I was like, no way, it's the same number, so then I messaged my friends again, and they hadn't responded, so I'm just basically talking to myself, right, in this yeah, <laughs> and um, I was like, well, he does have this other space. It's not really the one I wanted. Um, 
So, like, I don't know if I should do it or not. And they still haven't responded. But then I, I like, messaged. I'm going to do it. <laughs> exactly. I messaged again, like, five minutes later. I was like, okay, remembering. <laughs> I just love this. They come That's into this. chat's going. Yeah. Um, um, I was like, okay, but I remember, like, this was the thought. I'm glad that this is, like, the time and that you asked this question. Because the thought that I had was, like, that ministry that I did in Canada was not the one that I originally wanted, mm. but God used it in ways that I never could have even imagined. You know, like mm-hmm. I could, like if I hadn't done that ministry, I wouldn't have learned how to make jewelry. You know, like and I didn't want it at first. So and I didn't want to go to Haiti at first. I didn't, you know, like there's so many things about this. I didn't want to do business. I didn't want to keep the jewelry stuff going. So I was like, okay, everything about this business has been the thing that I didn't want at first. At first, yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay. Now that I've had that thought, and at this point, my friend Lindsay was responding to me. <laughs> so I was like, um, so because um, I just had that thought, now I can't shake it. So now I'm going to text him. So then I texted him. I was like, well, I also saw that you had four East Stevenson available. Is that one still vacant? And he was like, oh, yeah, that one is. I'll send photos. And then he sent photos. This was a Thursday, Saturday, or that following Saturday. So two days later, I went to go walk the space. The following Saturday, I got the keys. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So fast. I was not expecting it at all. But yeah, he told me the rent. Um, We worked out a contract. My background check got approved. Um, He was super kind in the um, like contract agreement and stuff. Um, Actually, James was in there the other day. He had to help demo and remodel a bunch of stuff in there. And because a lot of work had to be done in that, my landlord um, was just super graceful and what he could offer me to help out with that Mm, so that's nice yeah seriously so um, So a lot of things just kind of coming together exactly and then um what was also really cool is the space that I originally wanted that was full um already by the time apparently it was like a week before I called so I was like oh so close but she's like such a great friend that's so cool yeah and so now and like there have been times where like in the past because I went through our messages especially after I messaged her and I was like we're gonna be neighbors <laughs> um but like she'd like messaged me and encouraged me with bible verses and stuff before like even I'd posted on my Instagram story that I was stressed or something so I'm like that is so cool that we literally get to do this together like we both moved in July 1st we're neighbors we're in the same building same landlord all that stuff and now like we get to do this together, and so, like, that just made it even better, yeah. you know? Like, if, if I had gotten that space, then, like, who knows would have been who would have been next to me? Like, there's just so much that I'm like, this worked out perfectly, and then even with the remodel stuff, we were able to use those materials to build up a dressing room and to um, make the space I wanted, and we didn't have to buy any wood for it because it was Already all there. It, yeah. Exactly, and so it's, like, it's a huge space, too. It's 1,200 square feet. The floors are done. The walls are interesting, but they're white. <laughs> they're yeah, done. they are white. They are white, which, <laughs> um, which is helpful. Exactly. Uh, the windows are beautiful, you know, so it's like, and it really gets to be mine, you know, because it really was not in a beautiful state when I first got it. And it's still not, but I think it will be. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, I can really, like, build Make it, it up as mine, you know, like, and mm-hmm. there wasn't really a space before it that was well known. So nobody's like, oh, this is the... Yeah. whatever store you know and it's like no it's my store like you know people will only know it as, yours. as mine because like I don't know if anybody really remembers what was in there before me and if it was it was a couple of years ago so mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it's just it's so crazy the way that it all happened but yeah it was really really fast like there was a question I got um 
shortly after and they were like how did you like initially start looking how did you initially start doing that I'm like I don't I didn't <laughs> like I just, You're like it I just, just happened didn't. exactly which is really cool I mean it's a testament to what God does yeah seriously so as we wrap up is there any last things you would like to to say about starting a business or um I'm just really thankful that I haven't had to do any of it by myself um there's lots of uh, people who have opened brick and mortars or even just online stores or something. Um, but not specifically, I'm thinking of brick and mortars where they're like, I had to do this all by myself. Like I didn't have anybody believe in mm. me. They told me I couldn't do it. And then they were like, oh, and then I made like triple what I put into it the first day. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Um, but and yeah, so like, when you're not alone. Yeah. Those stories are super cool when it's like nobody believed in me, but then I did so much better. But I'm like, I'm so thankful that I never once have to say, like, nobody believed in me. Nobody helped me because it's like, there's no way I could do this on my own. And there's so many people from the church who are helping me, families helping me, friends. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's it's just so cool. So definitely accept help. Um, even ask for help mm-hmm. is like a big thing because I've definitely had to ask people too. But they're so willing. You know, everybody wants to see your community succeed. So Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that, that's probably like... One of the biggest things I'm thankful for is just all the people around me. Yeah, help them make it happen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) I've greatly enjoyed it, as I always do. (sighs) Well, let's get on with our evening. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at The Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com.